This episode of IPv6 Buzz is brought to you by IT Pro TV. Start or grow your IT career with online IT training from IT Pro TV. And we have a special offer for IPv6 Buzz listeners. Sign up and save 30% off all plans. ITPro.tv slash buzz and use promo code buzz at checkout and save 30% off all plans. Welcome to the IPv6 Buzz podcast, where we dare to dive into the 128-bit address space wormhole. Quick reminder, there are sponsorship opportunities available for IPv6 Buzz and the other Packet Pusher podcast shows. So if you're interested, go to packetpushers.net slash sponsorship. You can get all the details. And if you got something cool working with V6, hey, we want to hear about it because, you know, we're the IPv6 Buzz. <laughs> so I'm Ed Horley with uh, my co-host, Tom Caffino, Scott Hoog. And today we're going to be talking about retiring before you have to deploy IPv6. <laughs> <laughs> a bit, bit tongue in cheek on this one, but we just wanted to talk about some of the funny things that we had had come up recently in some discussions. So we just thought it was funny, and we thought we'd mention it here. I don't know. You used, used to hear that like a decade ago. Oh, never going to happen. I'm going to be retired by the time I have to do that. You know, uh, maybe they didn't <laughs> retire by now. <laughs> That's right. I missed the boat on that one. I just, that would have been back in 2008, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I guess the obvious question is, how long do we have? Like, uh, what, what's what's the time horizon that you're going to have to have to wait before uh, before you retire, or is, is this something that's going to be uh, impacting you at all in the near future? Here, well, if I don't you're know. In, and you're in Fed, you got to better pull the ripcord fast. <laughs> yeah, you don't have long if you're a, a federal IT uh, administrator. You only have maybe 14 months before you'll have to have V6 only systems in production. <laughs> right. So I guess, I guess you don't have long if, you, if you're on the federal side and, uh, and you uh, are considering retiring, maybe uh, you're going to have to hit the button a little sooner than you thought if you want to retire before you have to deploy IPv6. <laughs> that's right. <sighs> yeah, that's funny. I, it's, is it really, I mean, for the enterprise side, I imagine there's some runway, right? In terms of, you know, real need around V6 for a bunch of folks. And they've, they've got other things they can do. They can spend money, right? They can spend money other way. They can go buy public IPv4 address. Yeah, space if they really that's need right. It. Take up a collection around the office to uh, to buy some IPv4. Let, let 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 you be employed longer, so you, <laughs> you don't have to retire as early. Spend three hundred million of your of your company's money so that uh, you don't have to retire as early. I think it's yeah. With sixty yeah. bucks in address, it, uh, it it adds up pretty quickly. <laughs> Actually, I saw I I pulled up uh, during training. I pulled up. Uh, so one of the auction sites and and somebody was trying to get 120 bucks in address for like a 23 slash 23 or something. Like, wow. Wow. That must be like super clean address uh, space or something. I think it's just hope, wishful thinking that <laughs> wishful they might find thing. a buyer that that's because the price of the address is cleanliness, availability, right. but all the registration paperwork has been done behind the scenes that it's really ready to transfer. It's, it's the, pristine. It's the, the urgency of the buyer. And the ability of the seller to transfer that asset in a short duration. So if all of those things are great and the reputation of the seller is great, then it could be a faster transaction, a faster legal but, transaction. But, but yeah. twice the price? I mean, that seems yeah. like really <laughs> steep for well, and then, and, and, then, 
and then the, the problem is like if you have to dip, dip into the savings that you were going to use for retirement to pay for it anyway. Good news, everyone. We don't have to adopt IPv6. I, I dipped into my retirement to pay for these IPv4 addresses. I spent all your retirement fund. We took our entire <laughs> retirement fund to buy more V4 address space so no one can retire right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Good, that's good. brutal. Uh, too funny. I, I guess the other way to do it is 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 uh, you could just sabotage the IPv6 project. I mean, that's you know, you you, you some good ways to do that. Roll back to Windows XP. <laughs> yeah, you could you could uh, just foot drag, you know, be an obstacle, slow things down. Well, no, you have to roll all the way back to Windows ninety five and ninety eight <laughs> because because then you would have to load the V six networking stack. So you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess you have true. that for XP two service pack two. Um, I think wasn't it for service pack two is when it finally came in. But yeah, if you if you if you went to the older versions, you'd have to go through a whole set of uh, hurdles uh, to, yeah, to get Linux, a, to get that in there. If you're a Linux shop, you can compile IPv six out of the kernel. Right, you can do. Uh, you could go all the way back to to what was it when. Three one two, and you had to load up. You know what was it? Windsocket trumpet, <laughs> get a networking <laughs> stack up. <laughs> yeah, because there has been optional IPv6 support since Windows two thousand Pro. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah, you could. So you have to go way back. You have to go way, way back. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be your strategy. The way back machine. I mean, I don't know. I a bunch of the ATMs are still running on that old stuff. Anyway, our financial systems are still being held together by that stuff. Yikes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So who knows? So your 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 options are are a little bit uh, a, a little bit better on the enterprise side because you can either sabotage or go spend money, and uh, and, and be good, right? I, oh, I guess you could also just uh, I guess you could just be stubborn and say no, right? You know, but it's kind of a chicken and egg problem because you have to know enough about IPv6 to be able to effectively sabotage it. And then by the time you learn that uh, amount of knowledge that you need to effectively sabotage it, you're like, well, why don't I just deploy this? This is actually easier than I thought. Oh yeah, Tom. What if the way I sabotage my V6 deployment is by using ULA? <laughs> and I you put in all this effort to roll out ULA internally with the random 40 bit. Uh, for every site, I have a different random number. <laughs> I waste all my time dealing with these individual site slash 48s using ULA and deploying NPTV6 and NAT66. And, and all to be having to be redone after I retire. <laughs> and, when you're being, and when you're being sued by your CIO after you've left the company, you can just point to the RFC and say, I did it according to the RFC. It's all it's all in print right here. I followed yeah. the directions. I followed the guidelines from the IETF. This is what I did. It was in the interest of security and micro-segmentation and zero trust. <laughs> Uh, that I think at that point, you guys, I would be on board with like, uh, let's not deploy V6 if we're going to do it. <laughs> I'd be comfortable saying like, yeah, oh, maybe you're just better sticking on V4. Uh, stick with what you know. That's too funny. I, I, I guess it's, I guess it becomes one of those strange things. Like, can you avoid it if you go to public cloud now? I mean, I guess you could. I guess you could just totally ignore all the. Yeah. The bits that are involved with well, that, the cloud right? providers are are buying up all that IPv4 address space, so you don't have to, right? Yeah, yeah, they can charge you, and they'll make their money about in in the first year because if they bought it for sixty bucks, they're still going to lease it back to you for sixty bucks in the first year. So the first year that mm-hmm. you engage and work with Amazon, you're basically paying for them to acquire that address space. So, yeah, and then at the end of that year, they still own the asset and can lease it out for another sixty yeah. bucks for the next year. Yeah. <laughs> 
What a, a scam. Good, that's a good business model. <laughs> it's a scam. <laughs> it's turtles all the way down. Let's get V6 deployed and make all those assets worthless. Make the make those cloud companies regret what they did. <laughs> well, and the sooner that we deploy uh, IPv6, uh, our own IPv6 blocks in the cloud with bring your own IPv6, the, the faster we get away from that uh, that usury that they're foisting on us with charging charging you're talking about then they charge you to use your own address <laughs> <laughs> they, can, they can't charge as much can they i mean i guess they can. sure why not <laughs> <laughs> all right well there's our competitive advantage we'll start a cloud company that we we pass the savings on to you with your bring your own ipv6 <laughs> Well, the, the cloud the, model, all the bits are outbound. None are inbound. inbound. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or the it's, reverse of that. It, everything is inbound. Nothing's outbound. Yeah, this is, I can't even imagine the security model for everything outbound. <laughs> 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 it's, it's all the things. Everything is open source. We don't care. Your intellectual property just goes out, right? Yeah. Never, no, never no elastic IPs. <laughs> <laughs> everything's just public and out there on the net you just uh just just get your key service to work correctly so you can log into the right stuff that's it mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well then don't well, use I, any cdn services because those could be dual stacked by default right yeah so you definitely have to you have to avoid those um plus you don't want to have distributed content because we want everything outbound you want everything to come back in so you have to have the traffic yeah. leave all locations right so mm -hmm. yeah you might as well go back in and, and rewrite most of your application code to just do, you know, uh, you know, instead of, you know, get at or info, just go back to the old. You know. Yeah, just get literal. Get host by again. name. Yeah, get just, host by name. That's what I was going Yeah. And then make sure to just, you know, sprinkle some some IPv4 literals in there, too. That's well, come yeah. on, Tom. We got we got to just no. None of this is working. We we go all the way back. Never mind DNS. We just do host files. <laughs> and uh, just give yeah. it a massive, giant host file that you have to read in order yeah. to get there. That, yeah, that no get name info. No that. No happy eyeballs. Unhappy eyeballs. Unhappy <laughs> E4 eyeballs. only. Well, but this is this is how you can scrub out all the all the V6 related stuff because you can you can basically mm -hmm. scrub your file and make sure you know. That uh, you don't have any V6 or, or Quad A related records that's that are in there. So you know, yeah, just do all your easy. yeah. Go back to just writing all your network automation with Perl. <laughs> just go back to Perl, the old core modules before any V6. <laughs> do all your network <laughs> config with Tickle. <laughs> yes, Tickle and expect expect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's this Python stuff? What are you guys doing? Yeah, automation what? circa two thousand three. <laughs> Well, I mean, the other way to do it is no as a service, right? Mm -hmm. So we 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 just every single time someone brings up v six, it's like no, no, thank you, <laughs> no, I can't do it, can't operationalize can't it. it, can't secure it. Yep. So you know, just just make sure that that's the default policy for everything. So you can write that in your policy manual. Like well, we cannot support v six for any any aspect of what you're doing. So the automatic default answer is no, and therefore you don't have to worry about it. So you get a bit a little little bit of time there before you have to retire before someone fixes that in your operational manual. <laughs> you could probably get the governance risk and compliance team on your side because they don't know what v6 is <laughs> right or the pci yeah the pci <laughs> like it sounds dangerous sounds dangerous right. not it does not addressed in any of our <laughs> compliance requirements <laughs> they don't even mention it so therefore we don't have to do it yeah the default answer is no 
and, yeah. and you get them, uh, you know, very proactive about things, and they'll they'll go ahead and make sure that they put in IPv7 and IPv8 and IPv9. Make sure that this is, these aren't allowed either, by the way. Yes, <laughs> and definitely not IPv6 plus. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. I mean, there's is there a way to uh, discourage IPv6 deployment by associating it with blockchain and bitcoin I, I don't know like maybe <laughs> these days that's a little uh, a, a little we, we can't are, yeah go ahead we can't deploy ipv6 until we buy all the nfts for all the addresses <laughs> <laughs> single slash 64 is going to be a lot of money <laughs> i interrupt the podcast today for a quick word from our sponsor it pro tv do you remember the ransomware attack on the gas pipeline from last year? That is an example of how cybersecurity professionals are in demand. There are more than 500,000 open cybersecurity roles, and you can become a cybersecurity professional with some online training. It's never too late to start a new career in IT or move up the ladder, and IT Pro TV, today's sponsor, has you covered. From CompTIA and Cisco to EC Council and Microsoft. IT Pro TV is offering more than 5,800 hours of on-demand training, and they, they teach it with engaging hosts. They present information in a talk show format, so it's not boring. They're live every day if you like live content, and the shows that they record each day, those go studio to web in 24 hours. The courses are conveniently listed by category, certification, and job role, and you can stream IT Pro TV's courses live or on-demand worldwide via really any platform you want. Roku, Apple TV, PC, or their iOS or Android apps. Learn IT, pass your certs, and get a great job with IT Pro TV. Visit itpro.tv slash buzz for 30% off all plans and use promo code buzz at checkout. That's itpro.tv slash buzz and use promo code buzz at checkout. One more time, itpro.tv slash buzz and use promo code BUZZ at checkout to save 30% off all plans. And now back to the podcast. Well, I, I suppose the other way of, around that, just talking about like it earlier, is, is, is intentionally disabling V6, right? Like you guys can go through and mm -hmm. as, part of your, as, as part of your policy process for your PCI compliance going in and saying like, nope, these machines can never run V6, so we're going to intentionally go in and actually turn v6 off and you know you know i don't know if that's really sabotaging as as much as just sort of like you know orchestrating that you can't use v6 at all just head in the sand <laughs> yeah well yeah. And then of course that's like uh that's that's a no-no from the the host operating system perspective right and you, i don't even think you can do it in some cases right we've talked about that in the past yeah and windows it's not really i mean you can still do an api call to the you know colon colon one if you're doing something local on the machine even if you go mm -hmm. through all the effort of going through the you know, the group policy objects or the, you know, any of the registry keys to turn, turn, quote unquote, turn V6 off, you're still going to be able to sort of connect to it. But I mean, that means you're an application developer and you can write something there mm -hmm. uh, for the everyday common person. It effectively looks like it's shut off. Right. Mm -hmm. So maybe people accidentally did this <laughs> way back in 2006 and they forgot that yeah. that GPO is still hanging out there somewhere. Yep. Yeah, man, there were a lot of shops that actually did that, that were like so concerned about V6 from a security standpoint, they took the time to write groupology objects or PowerShell commands or, or you know, NetSH commands or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever scripts, whatever scripting component they needed to do to basically turn V6 off on Windows. Um, 
I don't know if as many people did that on the Linux side. I would be I would be surprised if you saw that. Maybe in super secure environments where they knew more about v6 and knew that they just didn't want it running they probably did maybe yeah. they recompiled the kernel and took it out yeah. yeah i met a i met a sysadmin virtually a few months back uh, and they were telling me how they had disabled ipv6 and i was like oh you know like the gene wilder meme i was uh, meme i was like tell me more about how you, <laughs> how you did that i'd like to know like how how you did that and he, they never answered me right. <laughs> but i was very curious about yeah. what they had done. Yes, I, I, I find that fascinating too. There's a couple of times where I've talked to people and they said they've disabled it. And I'm like, oh, walk me through how you did that. I'm yeah, like, how'd you do that? Yeah, and uh, most of the time it's 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 usually like an individual machine that they did it to. They didn't do it like right. corporate-wide. They didn't do it the client machines. They did it to a couple of servers they were having issues with, like their mail server or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's right. And it, if if someone is claiming that and they're and I'm reading about it in the comments section of an article on the, in the register, then I'm a little I'm a little skeptical. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why well, disable my PV6 everywhere? I don't never have to think about it again. See, see, I can sub talk on this podcast about that person because they're a, a naysayer and they would not be listening. <laughs> this podcast, so it's a totally safe environment for me to talk about this person, this sysadmin. Well, are we throwing? But are we throwing down the gauntlet in that regard? It's like, come on, IPv6 buzz, and tell us all about how you disabled IPv6. <laughs> we might be, yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, too funny. Well, I mean, I, you know, besides like disabling v6, like intentionally, I, I guess, I guess it's, is it possible to disable it unintentionally? Uh, uh, maybe you've gone into bind and you filter, you filter quad A's oh, yeah, on yeah. DNS traffic. You filter the, the bind setting in the namedy.conf file, the filter dash AAA dash on dash v4. I shouldn't tell people how to do this. <laughs> and filter quad A on v6, uh, change those to yes. Yeah, and, and just so everyone in the audience knows, the reason that we know how to turn as much stuff on and off is because we build labs to help people get from v4 to dual stack to v6 only, and you need to know how to set each one of those up appropriately so that you're actually yeah. testing and getting you know valid tests for every single scenario. It's one of the things that you have to do. <laughs> so it's not like we love to practice turning off v6 but it, there are cases where you have to do it and you also have to know how to fully disable v4 to do a v6 only configuration too so that, that you, you have both sides of it just to come to our defense <laughs> like yeah. what are you talking about this or uh, it's just this the school of hard knocks you're troubleshooting and you come across these things over years and you build a list <laughs> yes of all yeah. the gotchas that's right well the other way to get around deploying v6 right is that we roll back and we deploy ipx instead so uh, ipx sbx and just uh that's our dual stack method when they ask for dual stack we're like that's great we'll we'll roll out uh ipx sbx and uh, ipx ips we're gonna dust off those protocol dependent modules and eigrp yeah, oh my yeah. goodness <laughs> we're gonna run aurp <laughs> we're gonna do all the fun stuff that's uh, well, you know, that was Nebui name resolution across multiple protocols, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, yeah. I just, just want to find. Kids. I just want to find my printer. <laughs> That's right. The kids these days have no idea what we went through, man. I'll talk, baby. That was like that was it was brilliant, right? You know, you can. Uh, yeah. That, anyway. Hello, 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 hello. hello. <laughs> Get another 300 machines on here. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
And then I guess I guess the other way uh, is 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 uh, the you can sit across the table from your from your boss and executive, and, and they're talking about the plan B six, and you don't want to do it, and you can just ask for an obscene amount of money to have to go learn it, right? Maybe that's your maybe that's your retirement plan is just learn enough to be able to get the project started and then retire right before you have to deploy and ask for yeah. lots of money. Yeah, um, you could say, hey, I need I haven't done any training. You must provide me the training and. We spent all of this year's training budget already, so <laughs> that's a show. Show me the money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I, you know, and it's, maybe they maybe they slept through the training and they need to go through it again or a couple different times. So yeah, or maybe you went to train. Well, we trained you back in two thousand eight. Did you forget everything? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed, right? No, Should no. remember it all. Yeah, yeah you run the risk if you if you take the training and you learn about IPv6 and you learn that it's not not as fearsome as as you thought it was that you know might inspire you to try to retire early. You might find yourself actually getting excited about the technology and and want to stick around for another six months or a hmm. year or two years. Like, heaven forbid. Yeah, yeah. You you learn a little bit about IPv6 and say, oh, I made it too big of a deal. I made too big of a deal. I, it was this big thing in my mind. I was really concerned about. Now the the fear is you know been lessened with enlightenment. And and then you're like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I feel comfortable with it. And then you get to the deployment side, and you're like, oh my god, I don't have weekends and evenings back anymore <laughs> because I have to deploy yeah. the entire time. You're like, I need to retire before I have to operationally roll it out. <laughs> yeah, because. Anytime you make a change, even though it's IPv6, you, you should still do it during, you know, following your official, you know, change management process, change approval, you know, change window process, which probably implies evenings and weekends. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, or, maybe, either, or if you're a cowboy maintenance, you know, guy, <laughs> then you've, you've already been forcibly retired. <laughs> my production is my, my production is my lab. <laughs> yes. like, I'd like to retire, but I was forced out because <laughs> I could change management. What's that? <laughs> who, who approved your change? I did. I what did. time? Yeah, <laughs> right before I went out for beers. <laughs> yeah. Right before lunch. Not that any of us have ever done that. No, that's never happened. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> My backout strategy was just one line: put things back the way they were. <laughs> oh, it's a reload, reload in ten, <laughs> reload, reload in ten, 10. <laughs> and then you forget that you typed reload in ten. Yes, <laughs> eleven minutes. <laughs> what happened? <sighs> uh, too funny. Well, just just like the reload in ten, we I think we've run out of space for the podcast. <laughs> it would just we, it would just go silent if that's what we <laughs> But you can reach the IPv6 Buzz podcast on Twitter at IPv6 Buzz. You can also hit up each one of us on Twitter at uh, let's see, Tom is at IPv6 Tom, Scott's at Scott Hook, and I'm at E Horley. Thanks for listening to the IPv6 Buzz. You can find us on the Packet Pushers or any of your your other favorite podcast apps. Just search for IPv6 Buzz. If you like the show, hey, we appreciate a rating on iTunes. And uh, if you like this podcast, we recommend you check out Heavy Networking, Day 2 Cloud, and the Network Break Podcast, plus all the other great technical content over at PacketPushers.net. So long and until next time, we'll see you on the internet. The IPv6 internet, that is. Thanks for listening to IPv6 Buzz, a podcast devoted to truth, justice, and 128 bits of address space. IPv6.